Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, welcome to the Sportive. It's it's episode 127, and Brandon's not here, so John, I, I'm John Martheller. I gotta I gotta take over hosting duties tonight. This is it's like old times, and it's strange, and it's weird, and it's wrong, and I miss Brandon already. And we're only 16 seconds into this podcast. Uh, with me is Stu. Hey guys, uh, how's it going? And replacing Brandon to offer actual hockey ideas rather than terrible hockey ideas is Giles <laughs> Farrell. Uh, hi guys, uh, thanks for having me. Giles worked a lot on his catchphrase. You can tell. Yeah, was, I, <laughs> I literally sat there all day thinking, what, "What's a good catchphrase to go with?" What, and that's as far as I got. What idiotic thing might I say to start off this this podcast? Uh, Giles, I feel like we should do a tagline. Giles is. I was I was going to say one of the writers, but basically the only writer at Wild Extra. Am I right? <laughs> Uh, I, there's there's others, but I, you know, if something's written, good chance it was written by me. Would um, you say that you're keeping this site afloat? Uh, I think John Bonus would probably have me say no to that. <laughs> but would you say uh, that John Bonus that. has threatened your family unless you lie for him? No, he's way too nice to do that. <laughs> the giggly godfather, as we call him. Um. So, <laughs> Stu's just laughing in the background as as we talk here. Uh, Clarence will be joining us here in a second as well. He is running late as someone with eleven children is wont to do. I was sure. Yes, I'm guessing true. eighteen of his kids had soccer practice tonight, and another additional couple were at softball or something like that. And so he's running around trying to trying to win Father of the Year as well as be on this awful podcast. <laughs> So so while we wait for him, we, we should probably talk. We, we've got Giles here to talk about hockey, but first we're going to talk about the Twins a little bit, just because it's the end of the season, and we feel like something should be said, sort of a post-mortem. And yes. it, would, it would be fair right now, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know that I predicted the Twins to win something in the neighborhood of 61 games this year, possibly 59 games this year. So the fact that they won 83, uh, positive, right? (laughs) Yes. I said 69 because it's the sex number. Nice. (laughs) um, 
as I I wrote the uh, Twins preview for Baseball Prospectus, which I can't oh, brag I forgot, about anymore. Since I forgot the, about that. <laughs> since the 2016 one's coming down the line. Um, I, I said if they got to 500, that Minneapolis would have a parade for them. And I still think that might be a thing that happens. But, um, yeah, I I think now that we're past the uh, letdown of the final series um, and the the horror of Mike Pelfrey's last start, <laughs> <laughs> they definitely, um, they're at least a year ahead of where I think anybody, any realistic Twins fan would have pegged them. Yeah, they already so, had this the exciting but slightly disappointing season that it feels yes, like you have to have on the way out of the way here. Yep. They got their 1984 out of the way. That's so, an excellent um, comparison. Although weren't they terrible in 1985? They were terrible in 86. They were really bad. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a there, there's a precedent for it not being necessarily going to be happening next year. But I think there's enough there already. I mean, I just I'm looking so looking forward to what the lineup's going to look like. I mean, the, obviously there's still question marks on the starting pitching staff and the bullpen, but I'm really looking forward to that starting lineup, that one through nine yep. on opening day. Tori Hunter um, batting third, I'm so sure. Tori Hunter. <laughs> Kurt Suzuki back for another round. Yep. Kurt Suzuki hitting fifth somehow. you, you got to go all in on those aging veterans when you have all <laughs> these outfielders in the system. <laughs> Joe Maurer batting fourth. Oh, God. Um, now, the big news today was, I think, that... Uh, TR gave a like a state of the team post mortem, and didn't say it as so much, but said Sano can't be a DH. <laughs> so that pretty much means Trevor Plouffe, you uh, don't hope you're renting. Yep, um, Trevor Plouffe that, might want to yeah, so find that real we'll estate agent. And Trev, so just get that which, market I mean, analysis I, done now. Yeah, which I mean, I think it makes sense if you can get value for him. And a value for Trevor Plouffe is a better catcher. Well, it's a catcher. A catcher, a starting pitcher. I mean, who's going to. I don't see a lot of people trading a starting pitch. I mean, like a fourth starting pitcher. Yeah, I mean, that's just. I mean, you can never have enough starting pitching, which we saw, you know, in the last two weeks of the season when they just were desperate for anything even though they were loaded yet like people who could possibly start not just not necessarily good starters but people who could start and they still were having issues with starting and pitching by the end of the year. Yeah. They so. <laughs> the Twins had seven third starters this year. Exactly. It was just and I mean and not no enough views, of them no not views, enough no of them got a hurt. I mean, crazy. The the, the so. main problem was not enough of them got hurt to get the potential number one and number two starter candidates into the rotation. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you've got, yeah, we have, we got, we got our Barrios in the wings. I mean, it's just, I'm, ex- I am enthusiastic for next year. Obviously I, there's question marks and but I'm actually, I'm legitimately looking forward to what they do in the off season. See what kind of, uh, didn't Terry Ryan also say today that uh, Tory Hunter passed the sabermetric standards this season? Did I read that correctly? <laughs> something like that. I, don't I think even didn't he say something like the numbers guys would tell you while at the same moment while the numbers guys were screaming about how terrible Tory Hunter was? There was there was yeah. no number there was no number that you looked at and said, well, Tory Hunter was good based on the following number, not even the numbers that everyone knows. With the possible except, how many homers did he hit? He hit like twenty-two homers or something, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, so, like with that. the possible all, all exception of, of like dingers, yeah, 
He had 19 homers in April and May, and three afterwards. So he played really well, like the last couple of weeks of September. So. <laughs> so basically, he hit a bunch of home runs, and every other number showed that he was an eternally crappy right fielder, and an and instead, Terry Ryan's up there trying to convince us. It's like he thinks he's a Jedi, and he can Jedi mind trick us into believing what he wants us to believe. Well, the Sabermetrics guy says he had a pretty good year, and there's one guy, it's Tom Hansen and Blaine, who's like, yeah, those numbers really backed up Tory Hunter, but I'm not going to look them up myself, because that would take a small amount of work. Anytime we can work Tom Hansen into one of these podcasts, I'm happy about it. Yes, we should. <laughs> so, so, but, so what you're yeah. saying is that you've already moved on to. I have. I'm not angry anymore. Were you angry last weekend? I was a little... I would have liked to have had them score more than three runs in three games. <laughs> you know? It was nice that, nice. It was nice that Friday's game was crappy enough that you knew that the playoffs weren't happening. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't like they won Friday and Saturday and then they crapped the bed. Yeah, and the, and the, and the Saturday game was so, so... The turnaround was so fast that, like, mm-hmm. you know, by two in the afternoon on Saturday, you know... It was all over. Ten so, minutes after they finished losing Friday's games like dogs in a exactly. ditch, they, that they, they were, were already losing like, Saturday. Getting rid of that 0.1% odds uh, for, for everybody. You could get back to being disappointed by Minnesota Gophers football. <laughs> yeah, and luckily we had the Gophers to distract us with their own turd <laughs> sandwich. Their own brand of ineptitude. That they laid on Saturday, and then the Vikings lost on Sunday to really yeah. distract everybody from everything. Yeah, that, that's how bad that Gopher game was, that we didn't even have that in the rundown for tonight's show. It was, it's, you know... <laughs> Why would you talk about that? Vikings yelling and uh, hockey preview. So uh, we can do the Vikings here really quick while we wait for Clarence Swamptown to get done with his dropping his seventh kid off at band practice. (laughs) Those 915 band practices are real trouble in the South Metro. Exactly. (laughs) That child is is making (laughs) making up fictions to tell her father. Um, Oh, yeah, Dad, it's band practice. And um, missed the second half until like the I got there right when uh, Denver got the uh, the uh, kick to go up twenty three twenty. I got back home, so I got to see Teddy just about get killed at the hands of Von Miller for the umpteenth time in the uh, game's final turnover. So um, let's see. My thoughts on Sunday's game are that Teddy Bridgewater looked good. The offensive line looked bad. And um, the best receiver, the the two main receivers the Vikings had, it looked like were Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Am I correct in that? <laughs> like as far as targets oh. go and receptions, those those guys were one two, weren't they? All right. I, I I'm not sure I even want to know the answer to that question. So, um, and Adam Thielen and I, went where for schools too? Um, oh God, I know this. I forgot where he went. Giles. Um. Mankato State? Yeah, I think that's right. Mankato. Was he a Maverick? John? Yes, he was. Oh, he good. played college football at Minnesota State, which some people are probably finding out has college football for the first time. Exactly. But um, That's Minnesota State, Mankato, to all you idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of your Mankato Mankato State. It is Mankato State, you fucks. It Um, is Mankato State. I swear sometimes on the podcast, sorry. Um, (laughs) That's okay. um, Giles is such a nice person. You don't want to offend him with your swears. I'm sorry. He's he's probably has nice friends who are going to listen to this because he's on the show. Clarence will drop in later, and then I'll... (laughs) 
join in with the profanity. Don't worry. Okay. Now, now that we mentioned Giles' fr- friends, I should mention that Dan Mick, who 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 de- he designed our sportive logo for us, and a long time ago he gave me a dollar, and we were going to use it to make fun of Tom Bach, but the time is sort of fast, so he texted me this week and asked me to repurpose it. So this do- the dollar is going to sponsor the following: Giles, you're a wiener. Ah. Uh. <laughs> There's no coming back from that, John. No coming back. You've been destroyed this early in the podcast already. I knew that was that had gone on far too long. No good. <laughs> oh Damn God. Um. So Vikings, John. Uh, your thoughts? I did. I'm no help here because I did not see the game. Oh, okay. Once again, well. I did not see the a Minnesota Vikings game. Um. Uh, my understanding. I did. I did okay. watch. Okay, Giles, save us. My was Cordero Patterson was in on multiple offensive plays that How? made kickoffs. I wow. was, I couldn't believe it. He was well, in yeah, the game, had, yeah, because uh, both Jarius uh, Jarius Wright was in for one play total, and Charles Johnson was out completely. So again, you had Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, and they decided to go. And I, I saw Drew. Uh, Mag- God, Drew Magary brought this up, and I think I'm pronouncing his I last think, name right. I thought it was McGarry. I, who knows? Um, that the Vikings went with a passing offense against Denver Broncos. <laughs> Didn't Teddy throw 45 passes or he something threw like that? 45 passes against the Denver Broncos. Oh, Basically, Norv is trying to get Teddy killed. That's really the only thing. <laughs> Just line up Von Miller five yards away. All right, here you go, Von. We're going to be blocking you with Adrian Peterson, who's not even looking at you at any point during the play. He's yeah. just staring into the crowd while pretending to pass block. Are you sure you didn't watch the game? Because you're just so accurately describing everything. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, the first the first half seemed to be a pretty uh, good indicator of what was to come in the second half. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was disappointing. So, <laughs> got a whole bye week to, you know, lick our wounds. From, from reading the stories from the game, most of the writers just went ahead and asked the Vikings if they regretted losing to San Francisco after a game like that. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, let's back up, guys. It's a, you it's lost this valid, one, but it's no well, shame to lose to Denver. The Niners have been so bad, I think it's going to be a valid question every every week until they turn it around, because but, they are... Wow, they're the, they are the Springfield tire fire for the Simpsons right now. It's just... <laughs> Been growing since 1974. I mean, it's 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 crazy. But I think it looks like we have another uh, a, um, a guest here. Yeah, it looks like we're we're joined from the South Metro, possibly by Clarence Swamptown. I'm here. Hey, Clarence. Wow, hey, I'm guys. here is the mildest catchphrase you've ever used. Yeah, we're recording, so. Um, oh, all right, okay. that I'm I'm gonna stick with I'm here. All right. Well, it's good. To, it's good, it's good to, to see you. We're just talking about the Vikings, Clarence. Did you see the game? I watched the game. I watched every second of it. Sure. And your impressions of said game? Um, my love for Ted grows, finds new <laughs> levels I didn't know it could reach. Day by day. Day by day, I say I can't love you more, and then I do. Um, my hatred of the offensive line grows more every day say to myself I can't hate you more and then I do uh, that's it. <laughs> it it's okay though we traded for a center today undrafted yeah, rookie center and a 6th round draft pick 
in a six-round draft pick. And uh, Clarence, do you want to review the last uh, three or four years' worth of six-round draft picks by Rick Spielman? Is there, is there a certain word or a hand gesture you want to use to describe your thoughts on Rick Spielman's lower-round drafting? Yeah, that's the... Just get tossed away like Burger King Black Whopper wrappers. It's just it's uh, fuel useless. to the fire of greatness. It's like pouring gasoline <laughs> on the wonderful draft pick burning fire that is Rick Spielman. Well, you know, it's always the yin and the yang. I, I read the the update. Hey, they they traded for an offensive lineman, and I'm like, hey, that's great. They are they're addressing the the offensive line. That's wonderful. And then wh- wait, what? What? No, they did a starting linebacker. They're starting, they're, start, they're starting middle linebacker from Canada. and a draft and a draft pick. Like San Francisco's like, well, that's not enough for our <laughs> for our backup 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 center undrafted rookie. That's not enough. You need to throw in a draft pick too. Okie dokie. Wait, I thought the you Vikings got, got the draft pick. We, no, we they gave the away pick. the draft pick? pick? Oh, well, whatever. Then, then, yeah. no, that, it doesn't make it better. It just doesn't make it worse. All makes it worth it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, is, now, am I to understand that that Hendricks kid has made it so Hodges was expendable? As Hendricks, I mean, I'm, I know we're not, we don't have Arif Hassan on, so I don't know um, if I'm correct in this, <laughs> but I think that's why. This podcast needs an influx of min-centric writers in the worst way. <laughs> I didn't. Anyways, I didn't follow it all that closely, but I'm happy they're addressing the offensive line and in some in, manner. And I, get in a pick. I mean, it's they need the picks. So, they, I believe they had traded their sixth-round pick to move up to get, I don't know, some guy who's going to get cut next year. <laughs> I'm sad that Minneapolis lost its mayor. I'm not quite sure of the re-election process, but... Um, you know, it's a good move. You, you you wouldn't think that they'd be able to trade the mayor, and if so, they would have traded the mayor a long time ago. Well, Ziggy's pretty much got her. Yeah, Ziggy's pretty much got anyways, so yeah. I think he can do what he likes. He's just trading city council members at this point. Uh, Ziggy, you can't actually do that. Where you're not allowed to trade the city council. Uh, I think you need can't to read I? your stadium legislation a little <laughs> more closely, fellas. Well, oh, God damn it, there it is. Son of a buck, it says right here in paragraph 2 of section 3, I'm allowed to sell you all into slavery. <laughs> Mark Dayton is the new Dolphins quarterback. <laughs> well, what the fuck? How did this happen? Well, it's all right there, black and white. It's down in the contract. Maybe you want to read that legislation before you vote on it there, guys. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the Vikings. Yes. So, right. John, if you want to move us into the main crux yeah, of the show. Yeah, let's talk hockey. Let, let's, let's talk hockey for real and for true. For, got, for the listeners who like hearing the sound of my voice, there was your... There was, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good seeing <laughs> so. you, Stu. We'll talk to you at the end of the podcast. I'll talk to you next week, everybody. <laughs> Let the smart people about hockey take over for me. <laughs> Just Wait, a couple, I have a couple of questions that I will like add when, when it's appropriate. All right, so I want to start with this, Clarence Giles. I want you to give me your impressions of just how far the Wild are going to go this year. Let's set some ground rules. Are you optimistic or pessimistic about the oh, Wild this year? Start with Giles because he's the guest. Um. Oh boy! Let's do John, it this you're way. You're putting me on the spot. Let's do it this way. So, Better or worse than last year? I 
to review, last year they finished I, fourth in fourth in the division. They won one playoff round and then lost the second playoff round. Better or worse than that? Worse, better or worse as regular season record or how they finish? Let's go. Let's start with regular season record. Are they going to finish better or worse than fourth in the Central? I'm going to say just slightly worse. They're so hard to figure out. Why are they so hard to figure out? I just I. If anyone can figure them out, they, it's you, Giles. Oh, You're inside. I, You're on the inside I of this tried, team. You got the inner workers. All summer, nobody really knows how this team's going to do. That I. They're talented enough, I think, to win the division because I believe it's winnable with some teams taking a step back. But sometimes I just feel like they're so emotionally unstable that it could just fall apart and they just miss the playoffs entirely. Yeah, it's like it's like Miko Koivu is how he goes, so goes the team, and it's just a bad thing all around. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, <laughs> Uh, Clarence, what are you thinking? Better or worse than last year as far as, divi- as division finish? I, I think Giles put his finger on it. It's it's uh, impossible to determine. And the reason why it's impossible to determine is because it hinges almost entirely on the goaltender. And you and I and Giles and Every other of the 8 billion people on this planet are unable to determine what a hockey goaltender is going to do during any upcoming season. Nobody because knows. They're goofy sons of bitches, right? Goofy sons of bitches. They are top of the fucking food chain of goofy sons of bitches. You've got, there are, you've there got are none pitchers. Pitchers are goofy in hell. Uh, what's basketball? I don't know basketball. I fuck. Goofy. I don't centers. Know. centers are always goofy. Centers are goofy. Well, okay. white centers, centers are, goofy. are always goofy. Black centers are cool. White centers are goofy. That's true. Kickers. Uh, football teams are typically pretty fucking goofy. Kickers and punters. Goofballs. Long snappers. Fucking goofier than shit. Um, goalies are goofier than all of them put together. You cannot predict what they're going to do from one season to the next. General managers. Scouts who are paid hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars annually to try and figure out what goaltenders are going to do. Can't figure out what goaltenders are going to do. You've got, they give contracts to goaltenders that never again are worth a shit. They give 20-year contracts to goaltenders <laughs> who are never again. Well, only Garstow gives 20-year contracts to goaltenders. <laughs> worth a shit. Pay, reimbursed. So paid handsomely to do what he did to that team. But that said, he thought that DPH was going to be good. He was never yep. good ever again. <laughs> My point being, the wild season rests entirely on Dubnik's shoulders. And if you, if you say you know what he's going to do this upcoming season, you're lying. <laughs> you, you, do, you don't know. So it's difficult to tell. Their, their team didn't have a ton of... Turnover, you know they lost. Cook no, that's because every player on the team is signed for seven more years. Well, relatively speaking, they're they're pretty stable compared to other teams in the league. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know the defense is one of the top defenses in the 
in the league and that I think it will remain that way. The system isn't changing. The the personnel isn't changing dramatically. I think my hope is that they'll play Stuart, Stuart Suter less. And in that, he's like Dumba more. years old at this point. Well, shit. I mean, why they keep doing it this way is beyond me. Um, you know, the model, the Blackhawks don't play Duncan Keith that much. He's no, like and Duncan, Duncan Keith, Keith is better so. than Ryan Suter. Yeah, so... It's not like Montreal is out there the, playing P.K. Subban 37 minutes a night, but... Well, that's just it. The You know, the the Blackhawks play Duncan Keith 25 minutes, 20 minutes, a, maybe at the least, but 25 minutes a game, and then, as it's been pointed out before, then in the playoffs, that's when they ramp them up to 30. And the Wild kind of do it the opposite direction, um, which is which is interesting. You think they well, look it, at the Blackhawks and go, hey, there's a there's a template that works. Maybe it also maybe helps when that. you're not trying to, you know, fight off being eliminated in the middle of January. <laughs> it helps. Yeah, but, that's uh, a good good thing to not. Well, do. that that helps, and hopefully this year with with the dumb being up already, they'll have more uh, more confidence in that third. Third line of defensemen at third pairing, and and they won't have to play Suter quite as many minutes. But uh, you know the defense I think should remain relatively the same, one of the top defenses in the in the league, and the offense improved greatly last year. Um, you know last year at this time we were talking about they needed to to score more goals, and then they went out and they did that. And we said Thomas Vanek would score twenty seven, thirty goals, maybe thirty five goals, and he scored. Minus three. That which was hard to do, but he did it. Yeah, the goal three the on extra goals team. we thought might come from, from Vanek and it didn't really come from there. <laughs> Came from other sources. But uh their offense has improved. I don't see their offense taking like a giant leap forward this year. Dear, but if it stays the same or what do they How finish like they? I mean eleventh or twelfth in the league or something like that. If it stays right there season long, um I I think they'll finish fourth again in the division. That wouldn't surprise me. Giles, this is where we're going to lean on your hockey knowledge. How do we pronounce the Wilds' new third-line center's name? I believe it's Grailvac. Is it just that, straight up that's, Grailvac? Oh, been like going the that's, that's, what I've, that's what I've been hearing. I um, did but... not want to say it without hearing someone else say it first, because as you know, I'm... <laughs> Famously terrible at this. And thank goodness it's pronounced like I thought it was, because that's what I'll call him anyway. We've had to deal with, you know, Merrick Zidlicki, who changed how his name was pronounced (laughs) every season, it seemed like. So you never know. But right now it's uh, Grayovic. Good old Zidlicki, Zidlicki, Zidlicki. There was that one year. And every year he'd change it. I think he thought he was trolling the media by changing it every year, and he didn't realize that nobody cared how he pronounced his name. <laughs> Horsefucker. That's what we ended up just calling him. And then and then there's Mikhail Gronlund, who everybody got on Doc Emmerich for pronouncing it wrong until someone actually asked Gronlund, and he said, no, he's Rightfully pronouncing it so. right. Doc Emmerich was full of shit. I, don't, I still don't believe that. He lost a lot of equity that... Emmerich had built up. He lost a no, lot. No, they asked that. him. That's how you pronounce his name. No, they asked his... No, they didn't ask him. They, who knows what the fuck they asked him. Garland barely was paying any attention to what he was having to say. <laughs> Emmerich just asked. likes to be... Emmerich just likes to pull this bullshit to that. Oh, I know something you don't know. 
I think he was full of shit. You really hate his his use of verbs, don't you, Clarence? I don't hate it. I'm indifferent towards him. Those but, verbs, uh, though. That's depressing. Oh, man. The man's a master of the verb. Ugh. Yeah, I got a verb he can master. And <laughs> we live in an America that has guys like Troy Aikman who know one verb <laughs> and just continuously use that one. So... It's a delight to hear somebody deploy more than a dozen in a single game. I, I enjoy when somebody says waffle board. And that, that, that's, yep, that's a good one. That, that's hard to beat. I, I don't know what that means. Can I get a little help here? <laughs> Giles, why don't you take this uh, one? Uh, oh, God. It's been so long, I forgot. Is that a, is that a Well, you goalie? see, in the old days... Clarence, you want to go for this? It's 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 a harking harkening ahead, back John. to the days of Cooperalls, the days when someone <laughs> thought ahead, that John. hockey wind pants would be a good thing to put on <laughs> hockey players, and they actually kind of caught on. So back in the day, Giles, you may be too young to remember this, but the, back in the day, the goalie blocker, as I think everybody was required to wear the one that was made by Cooper. I think that was the only blocker in existence. Had a bunch of hole-looking things on it, so it kind of looked like it was Swiss cheese full of holes. And that's where it got the name, the Waffle Board. The glove that the goalie wears when he, with the stick, with the hand that's holding the stick, not the other hand that's catching the puck. Yeah, that one's the, the glove. The hand. We still all call that's that the, the glove. That's the hand. And it looked like a waffle. Ah. And, and they call I it a haven't... waffle board. I'm not overly familiar with that, but I'm guessing that equipment was about 50 times heavier than what they have now. <laughs> it is remarkable how much lighter the equipment, the goalie equipment has gotten. Absolutely remarkable. Back in- the, the old stuff used to absorb water. Not only did it begin to weigh more, just at the outset, then it would absorb water and weigh... Yeah. It was like wearing it was two bags of, of softener salt on duct tape to your legs. It's made out of a special material that not only retained water, but vastly increased in weight as it did so, more than even the weight of the water <laughs> itself. This is why John Casey was so short for the North Stars. He wore Space too Station. much goalie equipment, and it turned him... When he started yeah. his career, he was six foot four, and by the end of his career, he was three foot eight. Yep. God. Collapsed spine. Yep. That'll, like happen. That'll happen when you're wearing the old school goalie equipment. And then in the 90s and the 2000s, it it got so much later that several players just went with equipment so large that it actually covered more than the surface of the net. And somehow it took the NHL more than five years to crack down on that. Wait a second. Like, you know. That's not fair. Not a lot of goals are being scored. And we're looking here at who was the goaltender in Dallas that had the enormous equipment. I can't even remember now. Turco? Yeah, maybe. Belfort. It might have been Ed Belfort because he's a cheater. You son of a bitch. When I think of big goalie pads, I think of J.S. Jaguar in the old three playoffs. Jaguar. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of is Jaguar. He didn't actually move or drop to his knees or anything during that entire series. He just stood where he was in the wild couldn't score because his pads were six feet wider than the actual net. Nope. That's... That's it. That's why they couldn't. That's why they couldn't do it. The most deflating thing ever. So anyway, discourses about goalie equipment aside, we're the Wild are basically depending on Devin Dubnik to be good again this year, which he was excellent for forty games last year. And other than that, his career has been mostly unremarkable. That's true. 
And I know there are so many stories of goalies who have mostly unremarkable careers, but one hot streak later going on to being in the Hall of Fame, right? (laughs) Well, there's the guy. Uh, No. No, there's not a lot of those. John. Son of a bitch. I was trying to be optimistic, and now... Well, at least one of the backups was so hurt the Wild couldn't even cut him like they wanted to. What a son of a bitch. God, what a dick. Nicholas Baxter, <laughs> Nicholas Baxter pulling the Danny Heatley Memorial, no, you can't cut me, I'm hurt, move. Manages, you know, if I was short, Jordan Schrader getting yeah, waved or whatever the technical term is. What, it, what is the type? Waved, right? Yeah, Release? waved. Yeah, not waved. waved. Put on waivers. You think on his way out of the locker room, he, like, punched Backstrom in the nuts? <laughs> took a dump in his fucking equipment bag? <laughs> we got to carry three goalies. You're the reason why I'm getting waved, you fucking dick. That's uh, what I'd do, at least. Yeah, I think that's really the only way to go about it. He throws goalie shit in the fucking river. <laughs> right down Kellogg Avenue, right past the Child's Museum, and just fucking <laughs> toss that shit right over the fucking railing, right in a drink. There you go, ass. You're the reason why I'm here. Clarence, how do you feel about the the wild signing a former North Dakota player, North Dakota captain and buddy of Zach Parisi? <laughs> Zach's well, whatever. Whatever. You know, is that another gotta, is that another guy, Jordan Schrader's taking a dump in the yeah. equipment bag? Oh, <laughs> Maybe. I I try not to get too worked up, I guess, about fourth line left wings. But uh, ideally, yeah, all of no, last year we complained any... about Matt Cook. Oh, I'm sorry, he was on the second line because he could skate in a straight line. Yeah, I'm not going to get too worked up about the guy. I, there's just too many UND Wisconsin players floating around out there that we got to put up with. That you just can't be angry all the time. I've tried; it's just too exhausting. So at some point, you got to just let it go. All right, Maybe... Jeff. Go Maybe ahead, Chuck sorry. Fletcher's nostalgic, and he's just trying to collect as much of the old WCHA as he possibly can. <laughs> just trying to reunite the WCHA in wild form. He can have his own preseason Final Five tournament. <laughs> he's just having the Final Five at team practices. All right, line them up. I got the new maroon practice jerseys and the green ones, and we're just going to have an Jason old Blake game. is. Jason Blake's probably like at a count temps or something, fucking <laughs> crunching numbers. He's probably available. All these old WCHA players. Shane Joseph is suddenly on the wild for no good reason. <laughs> Wait a been, second. Been selling life insurance for like 10 years. Wallenheimo. Yeah. Oh, man. What What do you think Sinue Wallenheimo is doing right now? I get, I'm guessing he is in a birdcage dancing at like some fucking weirdo <laughs> discotheque somewhere in Europe. <laughs> oh, Giles, are you old enough to remember seeing you a wall in high There's home? no way you're old enough. No, no way. You're like yeah, 14 years old, so chance. there's no possible way that... <laughs> Clarence, can you Another... possibly explain the glories of Wallenheimo? To I mean, uh, literally, all the people who remember fuck. it might be on this podcast. Who's the goofiest goalie in the league right now? Uh... Probably is Ilya Brizgalov still around? He's about as goofy as they come. I think he's gone. He's in Russia. Let's use him. Brizgalov hit Brizgalov in the head with a hammer like four or five times, and uh, 
that's Wallanaimo. Just okay. goofier than shit. This is this is a guy, he played for Denver way back in the day. We're talking mid-90s back in the day. And he would motion for the opposing team's fans to cheer louder. He would play his goalie stick like an air guitar during breaks <laughs> to the music. He would... <laughs> I think he used to do the save chant on himself. Mm-hmm. This is... This is what college hockey was like long ago. I miss it. Back before Barry Alvarez ruined it all so that he could go to the Big Ten hockey tournament and sit there with his pants off. <laughs> it's it's John, not you a, didn't give us Oh go ahead, Giles. Oh no, I was gonna say it's not a it's not a sportive podcast without John making a crack at Barry Alvarez. <laughs> I was waiting for that. That's true. That's true. Check that box. John, you didn't give your prediction yet for Here's, here's the thing about the Wild. They feel like a team that has several good players, but no great players. And that just is not going to work in a division that has a number of great players. Even the teams that were terrible last year, like Dallas, had, had Ben and Seguin and all these guys who were, were like breakout God. stars. Ben and, is so fucking good. God, yeah. I wish we had him. God, he's my... He might, he yeah. might be my... I think he's... He's just so good. Might be my favorite player that I would never mention that he's actually my favorite player. <laughs> but I just did. But it's I would just never. So fun to watch to that you just don't want to watch him because it'll make you angry that you can never have. It makes me angry he's not on our team, but I don't want to admit it. It's like Tarasenko in St. Louis. It was slightly fun to watch them roast the Wild seven to one last year <laughs> in the middle of that shit stretch, just because they're so good. And that's a but I division. think they're even similar to the Wild. Close to the playoffs. Well, I think they're similar to the Wild in that the Stars are going to go as far as their goalie takes them. And <laughs> if you can tell well, me what their goalies are going to do, that's uh, fuck. I don't know. I have no idea. That's so. because they're the only team in the league that dresses seventeen forwards and three defensemen. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't even bother. Well, we're going to have six forward lines in this game and just play the same two defensemen standing on their own faceoff dots the entire game. Jacques Lemaire sees their roster and just <laughs> has a heart attack right up in there. Drops <laughs> up and dead. However you say, I taste opera in French. That's what he says, and then he just dies right there. <laughs> They're just Their strategy is to let the puck bounce off their goaltender so that they can start a rush. Hey, oh, uh, try to knock that towards the blue line, will ya? <laughs> they got four guys standing around in the neutral zone waiting to start attacking the net on the other side. Well... John, you can, but you continue to kick the can down the road. Well, how are the Wild going to finish? They are going to finish fourth again. Oh, that's not unique. That was what I said. That seems like that seems like their spiritual home in the Central Division. It may not be the same three teams that finish above them, or the same three that finish below, but they'll find enough ways to screw up. They'll have one. As the Wild always seem to do, they'll have one stretch where suddenly they can't score and they don't score a power play goal for two consecutive months and they lose ten straight games and suddenly it's crisis time. And then Mikey O will throw a fit and the whole team will somehow band together just enough to win a few games and one thing will change. Like, they'll they'll sign somebody else to play on the penalty kill. And so then everyone will have to say, well, is it because so-and-so is on the penalty kill now? And in reality, they're just sort of a... A middle-of-the-pack team that had 10 coin flips come up heads, and now they're having 10 coin flips come up tails because that's the kind of team they are. 
They're not bad enough to get a good draft pick, but they're not good enough to actually win anything. All right. I mean, you, you, we yeah. always talk on this podcast about how our expectation is that everybody had a good year will have another good year, and everybody who had a terrible year will bounce back. But uh, uh, with the possible exception of Vanek and maybe Nino on the good side, they didn't really have anybody that did that. They just have guys who are what they are. Nico Koivu is what he is. Well, Zucker took a giant step forward last year, I'd say. Well, Zucker did the same thing he would have done the previous year had they actually played him. <laughs> but it's still a jump forward. Well, in the sense that he played more games. Mm. I don't. I didn't feel like Zucker had a better year last year. It was just like when Ron Gardenhire finally started playing some young player more than more than fifty games a year, and everyone said, "Wow, he really had a step forward." Well, no. He had the same year, just Gardenhire couldn't find a made-up reason not to play him anymore. Uh, fine. I, I don't agree <laughs> with you, but fine. All right. Tell me, where am I wrong? Well, he still has to produce. Just because he's played more minutes doesn't... I mean, he still had to produce to score those goals. True. I... I'd probably side more with Clarence on this. I think right. from a production standpoint, Zucker did take more of a big leap forward than Absolutely. what he had previous year. All right, so... And it's not something I'm willing to yell about. I'll, I'll save that up for something later. I'm, I'm, I can't just yell at you the whole hour, John, so, but, so, uh, so where would a leap forward... Give me one thing to be optimistic about. Who's going to take a leap forward this year? Let's start with Giles. I'm... Uh, I mean, I'm big on Nino Niederreiter this year. Sounds like he's going to start on the second line, which is encouraging. And if he can stay there, he could possibly be a 30-goal scorer, which would be something they this team rarely gets. Right. That, <laughs> right he's now, my only there's... hope for positive, positivity. There's an Islanders fan, one Islanders fan listening to this podcast. <laughs> Maybe it's my true self. There's an Islanders fan listening to this podcast and just cursing. So Even I know there aren't any Wilders or Islanders fans. I know those don't exist anymore. <laughs> Not in a while. My, <laughs> Mike Bossy, <laughs> like his cousin, is the last one. Even Mike Bossy is like, yeah, yeah. You know, I've really been watching a lot of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and I'm really getting into the Lightning this year. <laughs> yeah, but so so your pick is Nino. That's that's your guy this year, Giles. Yep, he's my he's my only hope. Giles, are you familiar with our our bro and turd Bros on this podcast? Turds. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so essentially, what you just picked was your bro. Yep. For the season, now you have to pick a turd, somebody that will disappoint or underproduce for the season. Um, my turd. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with. I'm going to go with Koivu at 32. I think he's going to take a big step back. Oh, oh you are in so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, oh, no. I'm, going, I'm going right to hell for that. But <laughs> How dare you, Giles. Oh, you need to quit your job because all you're going to do is get just onslaught of tweets and hatred. <laughs> yep, I'll be... I'll be banned from the press box forever. No, you don't see the things he does. You still see it. 
Giles, you can't see it. It's unmeasurable. If only, back, Giles, if only you knew back, hockey, you'd understand that what Mikko Koivu does is gold. Like, three, even just three years ago, he was really good. And I would defend him like no one's business. But now, once you hit 30, 31 in hockey, you just really start to go downhill. And he's 32. And uh, Would you strip the C? Would you hashtag strip the C? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Right now, I, if you were the coach, Giles, the coach, walk into the locker room and strip the C hashtag, strip the C. And sure, what the hell? <laughs> you, only, oh, no. you might as well just do something crazy. You only get one shot at a head coach. Oh, you're a crazy side. motherfucker. Might you are crazy. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Pitchforks. Holy crap. Yep. Get, yep. get the torches, I, everybody. I'm on house arrest for the next two weeks now. Torches? Oh, the no. The authorities are telling me, don't leave your house if you value your life. For your own good. <laughs> we're, not, we're not protecting anybody from you, but we're protecting you from the world. They're going to sit you down and make you watch so many neutral zone checks, your head is going to spin. <laughs> you're Affleck and Gone Girl right now. You're just, you're just <laughs> in your house. You got no shot. <laughs> <laughs> CNN's gonna be going live from your house, right from your front lawn, twenty four seven. I do want chopper overhead. I do want to back up and and go back to one thing you said about how players start to drop off when they're thirty one or thirty two. Let me give you a list of some guys who are thirty one or thirty two years old: Miko Koivu, Zach Parisi, Jason Pominville, Thomas Vanek, and well Ryan Carter too, but. Sorry, it yeah. doesn't really matter what Ryan Carter does. But that's basically, <laughs> the, if if you read the Wilds payroll down in the order of most paid to least paid, you'd get to all of those guys immediately. And that's they're also all the dropping top off. Play. And yeah, they're all signed for 12 more years. <laughs> oh, my two years are going to be so bad, and I'm just going to sit here going, I hate everything. Clarence, do, did you see... Mike Yo talking about the power play and categorically denying that he just played veterans because he wanted veterans on the power play. <laughs> I like, did not see that. When was this? <laughs> it was it was maybe a week or two ago, and I didn't mention it at the time because I knew that, you know, if I had tweeted it at you, then it just would have been a blow-up. And I didn't want that for you. I wanted you to have a good day, not a bad day. 
Th- I appreciate that. I uh, I don't appreciate you keeping me in the dark with some of these things and trusting me that I I can handle my anger. But I also appreciate you knowing that I can't handle my anger <laughs> and like, keeping it from me. You know, the alcoholic wants to be trusted around the whiskey, but you just know it's better. It's better to it's a pretty keep big part of him that knows. Yeah, trust me, it's a pretty so big with, part of him that knows. <laughs> Within this, he <laughs> also announced that the first power play is basically staying the exact same. <laughs> it's just, the it's unit insane. That was known for its failure throughout the year. He decided, you know what? Let's let's have some more of that. So that said, they are running it through Grandland now instead of Koivu on the right, Grandland on the left now. So they are. <laughs> that was their big switch. It. No, I'm right, giving guys. it to them. They are, it didn't work on the no. right. We're going to the left side of the ice. It's the you know, it's maybe too too late. I don't know, but uh, it's you know switching captains on the Exxon Valdez. Well, that's that's good, I guess, but maybe it's too late. But uh, the best part of this whole thing is going to be Suter with the puck at the left point and Gronlund on the half wall there, and then Miko Koivu banging his stick like he's open, standing by himself at <laughs> the top of the right said, circle. Guys, I'm open. guys, I'm over here. Guys, this is where the puck goes. Guys, we talked about this. So what did Yo say? I didn't. What was the? Oh, I wish I had the, the quote in front of me, but I'll never they, be able to find it. They asked him about his veteran sycophancy. Yeah, I. I think the thing that I didn't want to get into was you accusing Mike Russo of stealing your bit. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> was it? Was there a sense that maybe that's what was happening? That the sense that Mike Russo, having told you categorically that you have no clue in any way, had then turned around and done exactly what you talked about. <laughs> that w- I think that would be finally. Happened. Boy, yeah, where'd you get that idea, Mike? <laughs> hmm. Well, it'd be hmm. us and everyone in the world noticing. Like Quinny oh. told me in October, the power play was fine, and then yep, in November, the power play's fine. Everything's fine. After two months of it being horseshit, saying, "Well, everybody knew that the power play had things to work on. I, everybody knew this. I mean, this was this was no secret. You have God. no clue in any way. <sighs> I'm not going to debate you on Twitter." Heatley's fine. He'll turn it around. Yeah. Well, comes. everybody He's knew that Heatley was at the end of his career. I think that was that was not debatable. Everybody knew this. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> the kicker is Anyways, Mike Russo so just, very much. Just take your concerns to your boy Randall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do love him. But uh whatever. <laughs> anyway, John, who's your bro in turn? <laughs> Uh, well, it, my bro, I think, I think my bro is going to be Gronlund. I think this is his year for an actual breakout year rather than the breakout year we're all hoping for and have been for several years now. All right. <sighs> Boy, who's my turn? I was going to pick Mike Riley, but then he got waived Iowa, so... And I only pick Mike Riley not because he's not good, but just because he gave me repeated heart attacks when he played for the Gophers because he's supposed to be playing defense and he'd just be standing down there in front of the net while the Gophers were shorthanded. Like, hey, guys, I'm open. Pass me the puck. I'm going to mm-hmm. score. Uh, Mike, they are, they are five on three right now. We need you to play a little bit of defense here. But since he's in Iowa, I'm going to have to go with somebody else, I think. I'm going to go with Pominville because he's a thousand, a thousand years old. That's a good turd. I like that I, pick. This is going to be the year where Pominville scores like six goals. 
I was going to say, wow. it's pretty hard to, to beat its turd of last year. Yeah. <laughs> That's, well. That, it's I only guess getting we'll turdier. Nothing, nothing's impossible. <laughs> nothing. We don't have that word in our vocabulary here yeah. in this podcast. We don't talk about a, a possible. The word I keep coming back to is cohesion. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's fine. Groundland and Palmville. How about you, Clarence? Who you got? I, I've been struggling with this a lot. I wanted, initially, I wanted my bro to be Hala. I thought he would start as the third line center. He would be fully healthy. Uh, he'd have the opportunity and the health to regain the form that he was showing two years ago. And that was going to be my, he was going to be my bro. And now I'm worried that he, I, I may pick him as my turd. I think I'm going to only because he's already shown signs of being hurt. And he like, might be hurt. He might end up playing like 12 games this year. Yeah, he's fourth line. and he, God, it makes me sad because, like I said, I, I'm doing a full 180 on the guy, but I don't have a better one to pick just because I'm so frustrated. I'm, I'm calling him my turd maybe as a motivation because I, I know he's listening. Yep. This is my motivation to you. You were going to be my bro, and now you're my turd. This is from a place of love, Eric. This hurts it us is. more than it hurts you. <laughs> So, that said, my bro is going to be Charlie Coyle, who makes, it, as I think it through, makes zero sense because they're starting him on wing now. Grailback is, they're putting him at center, which I'm excited about, that Coyle is going to be a wing where I think he can produce the most. That said, with Halla already showing signs of being hurt, the very first center that gets hurt, they're flipping Coyle right back to center. I know this. And then he'll be right back to where he was, not being very productive. It's just center is not line. his natural position. Ryan so, raising his hand and going, guys, I, I can play center. Everything's fine. I, just I'll play center. They're like, no, Ryan, I think you, I don't think you belong there. <laughs> if Coyle can play 75 games at center, he will no doubt in my mind, be my bro. My worry is that he will play 15 games. Excuse me, if he can play 75 games at wing. I think I misspoke there. If Coyle can play 75 games at wing, he will be my bro. He will follow through. My worry is that he's going to play like 15 games at the most at wing and 60 games at center and be closer to a turd. So I'm hedging there a little bit, but I can do what I want. There's no rules here. Yep, there's no Stu, who you got for bros and turds? <laughs> We're here for the humor portion of our show. Um, <laughs> do you need us to assign you a bro and a turd? No, I've got no, good picks no. I'm going to try to do this myself. Then you can, like, correct me if I'm wrong. I do okay. my own self. <laughs> I do myself. My bro, um, uh, Jonas Brodeen. Ooh. Is that okay? Because Brodeen is good... in his name. Jonas Brodeen. Um, I tell me what a, bro, what a bro season looks like from Jonas Brodeen. Um, well, he's a defenseman, is he not? He's, he yeah. is. So, but I mean, so they're not your goal scorers traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know he's just uh, he's shown he's shown a lot. He's he's one of the young he's one of the kids mm-hmm. who we want to give the keys to. So would I would I be often saying a fifteen to twenty goal season from Jonas Brodeen would be good? A fifteen goal I season be... from Jonas Brodeen would be spectacular. Very okay. excited if that happened. Okay. 
then that's what I'm going to predict. A 15-goal season for Jonas Brodin. Wow. All right. Nice. It's good. How about turd? Turd? Um, this one's a little easier because I, I just you know can pull up Clarence's Twitter feed to see who he's bitching about. And <laughs> um, we're going to say Vanek. So that's, well, I don't really think I need to do anything with that. It's just, you know, he's kind of um, apparently has uh, um, gambled more than Irv. And um, <laughs> that's a lot of gambling. <laughs> that is uh, hard to for do. the three people who got that joke. Um, <laughs> it was a good one. Holy cow! Um, but um, he's been a disappointment. <laughs> I think he was a disappointment last year, and I see- I've seen nothing from anyone. Um, and obviously, I don't read that closely to begin with, so that probably doesn't help. But um, no one seems to be super enthused about another year of Thomas Vanek. So I'm going to say him. How about? I'm, how about I'm not enthused, but I don't hate Vanek nearly as much as the majority of Wild fans. Yeah. I think, would, would you say that became... their expectations were unreasonable, Clarence? I think he, is, he was exactly who he has always been. A guy and that who frustrated people. I, I don't know who they thought they were getting when the Wild assume, signed. I, my my guess fans. is they assumed that was the guy who was going to get them to beat the Blackhawks in the playoffs. And it didn't happen. <laughs> Well, is that a fair criticism, or am I, I just being? Uh, I I don't know if that's what people expected. Maybe I think they expected him to score thirty-five to forty goals, and be the like hardest worker to like and, and rival like, you know. Parisian work ethic, and you know, be a <laughs> locker room leader. And, well, you're just the guys. That's this is this Tom Vanek. I don't know who you thought. Was this is Brandon fucking Shanahan? Or they signed? Here are the things Thomas Vanek likes: golf, surfing, <laughs> cargo shorts. Here are the things Thomas Vanek isn't big on: practice, conditioning, no. skating. Mm-mm. No, doesn't like those things. He likes getting the Dolphins at plus six. Yep, that's what Tom Vanek likes. Tom Vanek enjoys a uh, uh, he he enjoys a home underdog. That's what he likes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yes. You know he what? doesn't like Russian circles. No. This is not a guy who's out there skating herbies and dilly drops to get himself ready mm-hmm. for the February doldrums of the season. I think you've got a... Uh, I think that's fair, Stu. Good picks. I will say I'm shocked that we got all the way through this bros and turds without any of us picking Matt Dumba as our bro. He seems like a classic bro material for this for this podcast. <sighs> he's young. He's he excited. Coach. If he was a baseball player, he'd flip his bat after every single home run he ever hit. He no, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, he would not. <laughs> he's fun. I like him. He seems like he has an actual personality, which for a franchise that is long-head, Miko Koivu has no personality whatsoever. (laughs) It's just nice to have him around. See, I probably would have picked him as my bro had he been guaranteed more power play time. But since that's just a big mystery still, how much time he'll actually get on the power play, I, I couldn't pick him. That's true. He's only going to get 14 minutes a night with no power play time. Somewhere he's really good at, I, that probably won't go well for him. 
What I want to see is, I want to see Koivu have a minute and 42 power plate shift and animals crawl over the glass. <laughs> it's just like, hit, you know, by fucking shins. Classic. What the fuck? Animals comes out of the wild dressing room and just takes out entire coaching staff. <laughs> bowling pins. The bowling mower over. Okay. And then meanwhile, while Adam Oates is climbing over the glass, Andrew Minette is just standing there like a scarecrow on the wild bench, doing absolutely nothing. Hey, Great looking uh, hair. Doesn't know how to wish he'd spend half the time on a fucking power play strategy that he does on his hair, but uh He looks like he spends more time suit shopping than drawing <laughs> up a good power play scheme. Cut rate time cherry. Burgundy or plaid suits and I would love so when I when I worked for when I worked for athletics over at the U of M, there was pretty much you you had to know at some point Sid was going to barge into every office in the building because he just didn't care anymore. It wasn't like everybody else goes through the goes through the media members and, and or the PR staff and tries to schedule their interviews appropriately and stuff. Sid just didn't absolutely care, so he'd just wander around the building, wandering into people's offices. I'd love it if Mike Russo one day just decided he was going to do the exact same thing at the Wild offices and barged into Andrew Burnett's office and in there he doesn't even have a computer on his desk. It's just a cardboard box with like a monitor drawn on it. Like they have in the Parade of Homes? Yep. It's just, he's got a Parade of Homes computer and there's a whiteboard on the wall that just says power play in big letters, power play question mark. <laughs> and Burnett's just sitting there in front of the computer. He's got his fingers on the cardboard keyboard. <laughs> hey Andrew, what's going on? What you working on? Oh, not much. Just doing some scouting here. Peek around the corner. It's just a picture of Andrew Burnett taped to the front of the monitor, and he's like smiling and giving the thumbs up. Okay, Andrew. Good, good talk. Good to see you. That's what I imagine the Wild's power play is based on. Meanwhile, Mike Yo's in the locker room, running down a list of the oldest players and just assigning them to the pod power play based on that. Uh, well, we'll see. Power play can't get much worse, so hopefully they uh, they rebound, Stu, and the the new strategy pays off. Stu, did we ever yeah. get your pick for where the Wild will finish in the Central? Um, third. I said third. You went with third, so we got a third. Yeah, I guess I didn't say third yet. I'm saying third now. All right. Stu's going third. Clarence and I are going fourth. Giles is going fifth. Giles, do they make right. the playoffs from the fifth spot? I'm the, I'm the optimist. You are the, You're optimist. the wild optimist. You basically said yeah, last year I said they would make the playoffs, and that was wrong. Wild Wobby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wild Wobby. <laughs> Is there an all 22 tape for hockey? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you guys talking shit about Doomba, but if you look at the all 22 tape. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, sitting on the bench during mm-hmm. the power play. I think so. The power play last year was my bugaboo. It was what got going. I think this year, you know, you can only get so angry about it for so long. I think this year, what's going to get me angry is in overtime when Yo trots out 
Koivu, Suter, and Pominville on, th- <laughs> on three. I'm just going to lose my shit. Like, I'm just going to fucking, I'm just going to be done for me. And then so everyone just skates by them because the opposition just throws out three faster skaters. It's just Vladimir yeah, you know, literally uh, doing donuts around all of them. Just doing cold <laughs> Zucker and Gronlin are playing fucking cribbage on the, on the bench. <laughs> and meanwhile, Koivu's had a seven-minute shift out there in overtime. And I'm just going to lose my shit. I'm just going gonna, gonna to lose my shit. Or uh, Yo's going to play two defensemen out there. <laughs> what? It'll be Scandella and Spurgeon and Miko Koivu out there for overtime. Oh, I'm just going to fucking lose Better than Jack Lemaire, who would play three defensemen during three on three. <laughs> Jack Lemaire would play an extra goalie. He'd just have Kemper standing out there on the blue line at full pads. Hey, Jack, you can't do that. Oh, son of a... That's, I think, the three on three is what's going to drive me the most crazy. Maybe, I mean, we don't know. We really don't know what he's going to do. But my sense is he's going to play the oldest, slowest players during three on three, and I'm going to lose it. Koivu trying to be defensively positioned on three on three, and everyone will just skate right around him. He's throwing his stick at people. <laughs> uh, Miko, you can't just throw your stick at him because they got by you. Fanic's going to be Dave Spihar out on the red line, just banging his stick. <laughs> I'm open! <laughs> Cherry picking. I'm open! Suitors, heart rate's 240, trying to chase down everybody in the defensive zone. You know who might be the perfect three-on-three player is Mike Riley. He's got everything. Yeah, well, that's my point, yeah. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a good one. I'd... He's in Iowa. What can you do? What can you do? Giles, have you ever gone down to Iowa to watch an Iowa Wild game? <sighs> no, I feel like that's going to happen this year, but uh, it's Iowa. I just... It's a little hard it to is Iowa. for that drive. I. Maybe I'll just try and make it just a day trip. Get up early, go for like a four o'clock game, and then just drive back. The long, stay, desolate February stay drive. As, stay as little in Iowa as one possibly can. Just get the heck out of Iowa. That, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, can um, you maybe I, move? Can I ask a? Can I? Can I step in with a question? Here? Yes. Oh yeah, Stuart. I was questions. just. Right, yeah, I had a already a. Uh, the what is the. Uh, Canadian, like na- like the National Post or whatever. Sure. We'll go Why is everyone in the NHL on the cocaine? Everyone's on the cocaine? Yeah, there's like a big like cocaine scandal. Really? What? And yeah. I, they're on the cocaine. Hmm. Just every, I haven't every heard so this. often now you get more stories coming out and that I totally lost my train of thought. Houston just won the baseball game, guys. They did? Awesome. Oh. That's yes. yes. Who was the who got the last out? Was it A Rod or McCann? A Rod uh, struck out. I didn't see who was after him. I know McCann was the, in, in it the might air, have been McCann. McCann's after A Rod in the batting order. Yes. That is fantastic. Fan friggin' tastic. In the, yeah, that is the official American team of the Florida podcast. Yes, that's true. The, it, the Astros are that sport of American League team. Yes. And I'm saying that the Pirates are the sport of National League team. I'm, I'm making a unilateral guys. decision. That's fair. Even though we haven't talked about it. I hope it's okay. No, yes, it's okay. I'm I'm on board. Yes. John? Yes. Good. John, I think, wants a uh, St. Louis and New York Yankees. <laughs> you son of a he wants them, he wants them to go to a best two out of three in the wild card. Yeah, John. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Oh, you see, right. the Cardinals just play baseball the right way. 
That's oh. the important thing about the Cardinals. You asshole. They're fans. They're fans of plot good plays by both teams. Stu, was there more to this story? It's just that everybody on um, they have like a teams plays does coke. Uh, basically, well, um, who had oh what was the Yahoo guy? Uh, Greg oh, Wachinski. Greg Wachinski. Okay. Yeah, basically, the NHL acknowledges that it has a cocaine problem among players. So what they mean really? is this league includes Alexander Ovechkin on one of the rosters. <laughs> And they're like talking. They're talking about like making sure they um, test harder for the party type of drugs, which is cocaine and Molly and um, all the other drugs that Miley Cyrus has in her songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh? And I just I wonder yeah, if they're stunned. are they snorting it? Are they freebasing it? Are they? No, people still did cocaine. I didn't was, either. I thought that was like nineteen. You know, speaking of Molly, um, Don Johnson. Yeah, I mean it's it's a been a long time, and wow. yeah, I know I'm I'm just surprised because I, I just it's one of it's such a it's not a drug. I mean, everyone talks about weed. I mean, yeah. that's mm-hmm. or, or like oxycodone or something like that. Well, I could see like pain, you know it's a physical sport and it, yeah, you it's would just, need some stimulant. sort of painkiller or yeah, so weed or or oxy or yeah, yeah. I could see a, any type of painkiller could, but coke. Yeah, I mean that's just somebody. Like, I forget weird. who it was. Somebody got busted in like I think it was June, going to a party in Las Vegas with coke on him. I forget who it was. I think Sean Avery things. just got busted today. Well. But it's Sean Avery, John. We, yeah, we shouldn't mean, be surprised about that at all. And I don't want to cast aspersions on this Wachinski guy. I don't really know him. but uh, he's, the, he's the puck daddy, which is like the hockey blog that I've actually heard of. So yeah. that's why I, I'm I actually wanna, aware of it. If they arrest one guy and suddenly they're, well, they got a cocaine problem. Well, I don't know about it. It's just one guy. Or are they, is it it's like a, a dozen TSN guys? Canada, yeah. actually, it was TSN Canada that had the story. And they're like, I think the NHL's talking to the Players Association about adding to the list of banned substances that they monitor, if I remember All right. the article correctly. Well, and that is, uh, that is one of them. And I know they mentioned Molly in the article, too, because I just started laughing, because that's in a Miley Cyrus song. So, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? So well, if, was, they got a, if they got a Coke problem, they got a Coke problem. That, yeah, that was, okay, my other two questions. Um, who is married to Lizzie McGuire? On the Disney Channel. Uh, I know who Lizzie McGuire is. I didn't know she's married to a player. She was. I think they're divorced, according to my wife. But I think it was Mike. Mike Comfort? Comrie. Mike Comrie. There we go. Is, are they still married? I I don't know the answer to that. I can't remember the last time. Wait, what's the name of the name guy? Mike Comrie. Married to Underwood. Yeah, Carrie Underwood. So player married to Carrie Underwood too. Oh, was that Mike the guy who got busted for like smuggling the oxycodone, or is that a different guy? <laughs> That's a different guy. That was Mike Richards, the guy with, who has the same name as Kramer. He was like, <laughs> did he have like oxycodone up his butt oh, or something? That's right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Mike Richards Mike, getting busted Mike for that. Richards, and then the Kings terminated his contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was like trying to cross like international borders or something. It was some sort of weird Turkish prison thing. I they had <laughs> the Kings had no problem hanging <laughs> on to Slavovoynov's contract. Yeah. Who, uh, Mike Fisher, that's Carrie Underwood's husband. There we go. Not, yeah. not, not Mike Comrie. I don't know who Lizzie McGuire is married to. It was Mike Comrie. It was Mike Comrie. Yeah, yeah okay. but they are divorced now, according to my wife. So. Well, that's good. Yes. Yeah, she doesn't need that type of stuff in her life. 
Not the, none of that nonsense. No. Her and, older sister. And my final question was, is the NHL as evil as the NFL as far as denying CTE problems? Or is it the NFL singular in their mm. denial of that? I don't think the NHL is any better or worse. It's just kind of there. Yeah, I agree. I just... They've got no issues with guys committing suicide. That's 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 such a dark... The NHL's problem is fighting and that causing CTE. No, no, don't get Clarence started. I know you two argue about this all the time. No, 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 not fighting in general. It's just the the problem of fighting causing major head injuries. Well, that's just it. I mean, I... I want, I do want fighting to be reduced. I don't want it to be eliminated as part of the game. I think that's the, the difference that we fought. John and I have fought with. Yeah, I, I, he also. I know, I know that John also said that you are a bad person for your opinion. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fights, the fights that I hate are the, the the staged fights. The well, I want to go after this guy, but I can't go after this guy, so it's going to be. Derek Bugard and Todd Fedorik fighting because that's what they're there to do is fight so no one else on their team has to. And it it just, the spectacle of, well, there needs to be a fight or we're down three goals and I want to try to pump up my team so yeah. you and I are going to have to fight now. That's just ridiculous. It's nonsense. Did they not, did they not whack some guy for a half season just the other day? Yeah, Rafi, I, I don't know for what he got suspended for. Giles, what did he get suspended yeah, for? Yeah, it was a... Uh... It was a like a shoulder to the head kind of hit in a preseason game on one of the Ducks' younger players. So, and Rafi Torres has a you know a rap sheet that's that's pretty long. So, yeah. hopefully, this is their example of a, don't do this again kind they of are, suspension. They are but, starting to crack down on the contact of the head stuff. Like it was not that long ago, like maybe ten, fifteen years ago, that you checked a guy in the face and everyone was like, "Wow, what a hit! That's awesome." And now they're starting to suspend guys seven and eight games for that kind of crap. So, in that sense, they're making progress. But, and I would say, Clarence, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but sort of the staged fights and the heavy hitters and stuff, that's sort of going out of the game too, isn't it? It absolutely has, and it should. Uh, yeah. Yep. It is. So they are, but, you know, NFL has gone with less contact and practices. And so the NFL has made some. You know, and more uh, involved concussion protocol and team. The person running it isn't affiliated with the team, so the NFL has made minor strides, and so is the NHL. So that's why I say I don't think the NHL is any better or worse. They're yeah. they're making some strides, just like the NFL is. But uh, short of shutting down the league, I don't know what you do about it completely either. Yeah, it's 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 difficult to eliminate all of it. So I don't know what to do about there it. I like all fans. I'm mad at Stu for making me think about it right now. How dare you? Well, I've I've had multiple, many, many sport. concussions, and I don't. You know, my brain's fine, obviously. <laughs> so I don't really know what there is to worry about. Hundred percent fine. What if? After all these concussions, what if you like went to your folks' house, Clarence, and there was a picture of you eating tacos and smiling? There? <laughs> what That's would you Photoshop. do? <laughs> uh, well, anyway, well, do we do we want to mention Gopher hockey? I told Giles we might talk about it, but I don't. I don't have a single thing to say about it. I don't either, John. <laughs> Damn it! You called me. The season it. starts fairly quick, doesn't it? 
It probably already Saturday. started. They're, already, they're playing, like, I know the, the St. Cloud State's playing, like, the University of Alberta or something like that, so yeah. I know it's kicking in. Yep. Is it start Thursday? Thursday, right? Yeah, I think so. Sounds right. This I think weekend, it starts Thursday. Everybody, Everybody's going this weekend. This must be... Yeah. Remember when gopher hockey mattered? Before Barry Alvarez got a hold of it. You Drowned it in his bathtub. You son of a bitch. Remember when we had the final five to look forward to? That makes me angry. Yes. Uh, all right, Remember well. when you could drive most to most gopher road games and it was within reasonable distance? Yeah. Now like, it's, uh, do we want to drive to Penn State? Nope. Nope. Don't care. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Do we want to go to that Ohio State game, even if it's in Minneapolis? Nope, don't care. Doesn't matter at all. (laughs) Does Michigan State even know they have a hockey team anymore? Not sure. Hard to tell from that team they're putting out. (sighs) Well, at least we can all hang our hats on Mike Eves getting fired this year. That's a good probability. That would be fun. And hopefully North Dakota gives themselves an idiotic nickname that we can all laugh at them for. That'll be fun, too. God, I hope so. Is that I still hope a that thing? Never do. I stopped following it. It is. Part of me, I think the biggest part of me hopes that they just never resolve it. They just, yeah. It just goes it on just forever. It's just tied up in different like committees and votes Constant. and votes on committees and committees on votes. It's just Roe v. Wade. Just forever. <laughs> just, forever. <laughs> just decades long. Just drags on forever. That, I think, would make me the happiest. And then they finally get one, and they find a little-known codicil in um, Ralph Engel's <laughs> dad's will. <laughs> Where That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope that happens. It just might. I mean, it's that's such a weird situation. I mean, it's, it's... I don't think the weirdness is done yet. I don't think it is. I hope, after a couple of failed committees, the committee to give the new nickname to North Dakota Sports is, it comes down to a committee of me and Clarence. Because I think, I mean, number one, the process won't be drawn out. It'll take one meeting. We'll do it via text message, maybe on the phone. And by the end, Mm -hmm. they'll have a name that... How do you draw a fucko? <laughs> That's the real question. What does that mascot look like? It, yeah, it just doesn't. Need is it just a picture of Tony Herkus, or is there something else that also goes on there? Can you trademark the term "sex traffickers"? I mean, is that <laughs> is that? Can we sell merchandise? That something you can. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Can we rename the entire university in North Dakota so that their name is only the Ralph Engelstad Himmlers? Yeah, that's the only way to go Dave St. Peter, give us a call We know you're listening Oh, he's got us on speed dial (laughs) He loves us Well, there's our hockey podcast That's our one this year that we had to tell Brandon Not to bother showing up to Brandon is, he's actually out of He's either out of town or on the way out of town yeah, he has. I think he's going to New York this weekend. Oh, yeah, New York City, City of Lights. It's the it's city the Big of, Apple. Yep, the city of broken promises. Shoulder Town. <laughs> going to check out the Mets game. Gonna, oh yeah, he does like his. He like probably like, does like his Mets. That sounds like that sounds like a team he would like. It does. It does. 
In Brandon's spirit, we should talk about what we're going to do this weekend. Brandon's going to New York City. Stu, what do you got on tap for the weekend? Um, nothing. That's a good weekend. Clarence, what are you doing this weekend? Annual bonfire that we put on for all our friends and family and, and whatnot. <laughs> um, and all of our invites are, I assume, yeah, in no, our mailboxes today. Not, you're not invited. No, <laughs> no. Don't look for them because they're not there. Not there. Um, yeah, at least he's honest about it. That's Saturday and the Apple Orchard's Sunday. So yeah. pretty, pretty nice little, pretty nice little weekend. weekend. It's a fall there. weekend. That's a good fall yeah. weekend right there. People are just yeah, going to on the, stop you on the road and hand you decorative gourds because it's that kind of weekend. <laughs> The uh, oh, the boys got his last uh, football game Saturday morning. This is his first year of flag football. Ooh! So uh, I haven't been around to watch his games. This will be the first football game I'll ever get to watch. That's good. I will send you guys a video I, I got of his. He scored a t- his first touchdown last <laughs> week, and it is. It's very Steve Young versus the Vikings <laughs> in the 80s-esque. It takes about 30 seconds. It's one play. And it's the most horrible, remarkable thing you've ever seen. Several guys on the defense miss four or five chances apiece to grab the <laughs> And the coach just has his hand on his head like Herm Edwards <laughs> the whole fucking time. Like, no, this is not how this is supposed to go. And the other coach is just yelling, run forward, run forward. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'll send it to you tomorrow. That's awesome. Giles, what do you That's got on tap this weekend? I am going to the Wild Home Opener on Saturday. All right, what's That's... what's your wild game protocol? Do you go out before the game? Do you pregame at home? What do you do? Yeah, I uh, I go to I go to Reed's before the game. I get a I get a couple of beers in before because fuck if I feel like paying ten bucks for mm-hmm. beer inside the arena. Sure. And then uh, I don't know. Usually try to go for a beer after um, whoever I'm going with. They're up for it, but also it sometimes reads. doesn't. But yes, reads is your reads is your location of choice. It is. I am going to try to expand my uh, horizons this year. Try some new places. We'll see how that goes. Like what? Um, it's kind of I don't anywhere anywhere around the arena. Like might try. Lower Town, even though that's a little walk. So the Bulldog. Yeah, yeah it's a, it, it, you get off that, uh, you walk off that uh, Philly cheesesteak or burger, whatever you have. It's a nice little little walk. Little John. It's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> so what Giles is saying is if you see him at Allery's, just avert your eyes. Don't say hello to him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't want you to know that he's there, and you don't want to talk to him about it. Did I tell you? I'll give you one. I was at Allery's a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was me and my uh, three friends. And who um, was the only other person in the bar? Blavel. I'm not going to say yes or no. I'm just going to say there's only one other person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good anyway. times. Clarence, you're going to like where I'm going to go on Friday night. I'm going to the Rosemount football game on Friday night. Shut the F up. Are you really? Who they got? 
I honestly have no idea, but I'm really excited about it. <laughs> Mostly, is it at Rosemont? It is at Rosemont. At least I think it's at Rosemont. I, as you can tell, I've not been the one planning this event. My <laughs> wife has. My wife has two. Two of her cousins are in the Rosemont marching band, and apparently, Rosemont's marching band is the best marching band that there ever has been or ever will be. I don't quite huh. understand it, but they practice like three times a day all summer or something ridiculous like well, that's that. That's great. I, how do you know a marching band's better than the other marching band? I don't know the answer. I'm just I mean, going I don't mean I'm... that the way it sounded, maybe. I don't mean it meanly. I'd For example, a... the marching band, when I was in high school, after when I was in seventh grade, we did a parade, and the director had so much fun that we never again did a parade the entire time I was in junior high and high school. So I don't think we were very good. I can tell you that. Hmm. But I I think there's like competitions and stuff. For I, bands? Yeah, like they go and they compete, and then Rosemont always wins, something like that. Well, then I'm going to have to ask again if they're good. Like I could tell. Maybe you could tell the difference between John's seventh grade marching band and Rosemont's marching band. Okay. But how could if they are anywhere close to each other, how can you tell one is better than the other? Um, well, nearest I can tell from my own experience, one of the good ways to tell is if someone is marching and they don't have enough drumsticks to go around and he's using a Mountain Dew pop bottle instead of a drumstick, that's a way to tell that the band is not playing real well. <laughs> they deduct points for that, I <laughs> they bet. do deduct points, I think. I assume... That they have sort of an inspection period, either before or after, and they make sure all of the drummers have drumsticks, and everybody's horn actually has keys and stuff on it, and isn't made out of paper mache in any way, because they ding you for that. And they take the rifles that the that the flag squad has, and they try to fire them, and if they actually are loaded and don't have the safety on, that's also a deduction, because safety first in marching band. That's the important thing. Sure. So, I, well, I hope they win. I hope. And I hope the band is good. Yep, and I hope that somebody is selling buttons that say, nuts or face, go Rosemont. And if not, <laughs> that there's a make-your-own-button one. So I can... That's an old call. Old sport <laughs> Only man. Wade thinks that joke is good. Wade, can I just go to at Gadfly2727 on Twitter tomorrow, and Wade will tell you all about that joke. It's It goes back a long way. Well, I hope they win. I do, too. Go Irish. I believe that we will win. The word I keep coming back to is cohesion. Mm-hmm. All right. That'll wrap it up for us. Giles, thanks for being here. You want to plug anything? WildExtra.com? What else? Um. Yeah. That's where pretty much anything I put on the Internet these days is at WildExtra.com. And would you go so far as to say there are no other good wild sites on the Internet? Oh shit! You are—you've oh, already man. been the most controversial guest we've ever had, just for your Miko cynicism. Mm-hmm. Are Why you ready to go down this road too? Why would I stop? We are the only good wild side out yep. there. Scorched <laughs> Earth, Giles going scorched Earth. Fuck yes! And Giles is also the only writer on that site. So conversely, Giles is the only. <laughs> worthwhile writer. You can follow him at, at Giles Farrell on Twitter. Do I have that right, Giles? That's actually your handle? Yes. If you right. can uh, spell that accurately, I, I, there don't, are I don't have any prizes for four anyone. Four so R's just... and seven L's. Yep. You gotta fit, fit them all in there somewhere. Yep. 
Actually, can I make uh, one last NHL prediction before we depart sure. on our hockey podcast? Yep, the absolutely. Philadelphia Flyers are going to finish last in the NHL. <laughs> in the entire league. Nothing would make me happier. Why? Because Dave Hackstall is their head coach. <laughs> I do love Hackstall. <laughs> well done. That's a good way to cherry on this hockey podcast Sunday. Well done. Good way to go. All right, gentlemen. Good podcast. We'll see everybody later. Thanks for listening. Everybody who is still with us at the end of this hockey podcast. Good seeing you. Good seeing you, hockey fans. Brandon will be back next week to talk about basketball or whatever he wants to talk about. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Giles, you're great. Thank you again, Giles. Thanks, guys. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 